We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land on which we are recording today. We would also like to pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to other Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders who are listening today. It all started 10 years ago in my kitchen. I asked my family what about energy ratings, and after a short pause, it was yes, yes, and yes. Hi, my name's Jonathan Tavella, founder of Freighter Consulting Services, director of Sustainability Tech Partners, and co-host of this podcast, which we've aptly named Sustainable. It's a series of episodes which aims to equip you, the listener, with the knowledge I've gathered on my journey. We'll be speaking with industry leaders that have a pivotal role in the sustainability movement. It's all about joining the dots for you. Joining the dots indeed. And as you've just heard, Jonathan has a wealth of experience under his belt when it comes to sustainability and the building industry. Me, not so much. Hi, I'm Neary Tai and I'll be the co-host on this podcast. Jonathan, my friend, has roped me along and hopefully we'll learn a thing or two on this sustainable journey. So if you're like me and want to build a dream home one day that's more environmentally friendly, hopefully by the end of this series, you'll be more informed and equipped to do so. This is Sustainable. Do you remember that Mariah Carey song? Well, that's exactly what Nick Bishop has done, energy raider turned engineer who has created software that energy raiders use. HERO, which stands for Home Energy Rating and Optimization, is transforming the industry with cutting edge technology. It's a tool that architects and builders use along with other key industry players. But as you're about to find out, Nick is also working on giving more power to the people. Nick Bishop from Hero, Energy Raider turned engineer. Welcome to sure. our episode today. Yeah, thanks, Neary. Thanks for being here. No, pleasure. Tell us a little bit about what is Hero. Hero is home sustainability software. Um, so it helps construction companies, architects, builders, sustainability professionals, homeowners in Australia design energy efficient, sustainable, healthy cost-effective homes. So you actually invented this software? Invented, yeah. Came up Our with software, yeah. I mean, not the concept, no, yeah. but Hero, yeah. So, yeah, it's meant to stand for Home Energy Rating and Optimization. Yeah, I don't know if we don't go the acronym. I think that's a bit 90s, so <laughs> we're, just, we're just Hero now, you know. Yeah, you're <laughs> just a hero. Yeah. Um, tell me, why did you decide to go off on your own and, and come up with this software? Yeah, so my background's an engineer, um, got into sustainable design engineering and did that as a career for 10 years, um, helping people out, helping um, design teams. So you, as a sustainability professional, you join a design team, architects or building designers, you know, homeowners, the clients, other engineers, you know, structural engineers, those kind of things. And, you know, a standard person these days is a sustainability professional, kind of like me, joining the team. And so kind of our role, you know, sustainability is pretty broad kind of concept, cover a lot of things, so it's a bit vague. But I suppose how I saw our role was this, it's holistic, so it's someone covering across that and trying to connect the dots, trying to connect 
those team members and putting information in front of the right people to be able to make those decisions. Um, you know, we're not, I wasn't a designer, you know, I wasn't designing the home. It's putting information in front of the designer that they can make more sustainable, you know, energy efficient, passive design, you know, make the house more comfortable, make it use less energy. And in terms of technology that's available for energy raters to use, I guess, to do their job, there's only been a couple of other software programs in the last few decades. Yeah. What's different and new about yours? Look, so, yeah, I didn't even answer the last question, did I, <laughs> of why. We were working, uh, making some really good, working with some really great clients, getting some really great outcomes, um, you know, a good process of how working with all of these guys to achieve those outcomes. Um, but really hamstrung by software and we were writing a lot of kind of scripts and back end, you know, I did electrical engineering, a bit of software engineering, uh, studying it back in the day. So I was writing a lot of these things to do, to, to answer those questions, you know, people would always want some type of quantitative answer to some kind of design question. Like if I did this, how much is it going to save me? Not just, is it a good idea? You say, yeah, mm. they want like how much? some numbers, some kind of quantitative answers, and that's what these platforms do. They can you know, give you numbers, give you answers. These softwares are quite complex. They can simulate a home every hour of the year for each room, you know, accounting for weather and sun and everything like this and give you an answer that's hopefully closer to the truth. In terms of that, we were getting really frustrated with the current ones. As you said, you know, there's not been any new software tools in the Australian market for this home energy rating market in I think two decades and obviously software's changed a lot in that time there was so much opportunity like we talk to a lot of our customers now and they're just saying you know I always had that idea I always wanted that in my tool and I always wanted and everyone can kind of see it and it was just a frustration that it wasn't being done in the existing platforms at a certain point we moved moved back from Melbourne to Queensland, uh, you know, five, six years ago and just thought, oh, this is a good time to have a go at this, turn all of that scripts and software stuff we were doing behind the scenes and put it all into a big package and that's Hero. Once the model's built in the software, Mm. what drives, what sits behind the back end of that interface that runs these sophisticated analyses and then how does that translate into a number that then translates into a certification level? It's quite complex, you know, so... Dumb it down. Dumb it down, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Hero gets a model of your building, works out what it all looks like in kind of some kind of virtual kind of model. And when we simulate it, we're using a CSIRO calculation engine called Chenath. Uh, it's been around for 40 years almost. And it does that really heavy number crunching of temperatures every hour and how much sun is coming through that window and all and how the materials are soaking up the uh, the energy and the heat and everything like that. So it does a lot of the heavy lifting, um, but it's just like an engine, I suppose, calculating all of this stuff, like a very complex calculator. So, and then from the outputs of that, we're then presenting it back to the user and then the user can kind of act on that, change things, optimise things, evaluate different scenarios ask different questions of Hero and then get different answers, yeah. Who actually uses it? Like, is it only the energy raters or can you sort of offer it up to a builder or an architect or...? Yeah, no, we have lots of architects, building designers, builders, suppliers, you know, window manufacturers, you know, there's a pretty wide user base on Hero. I mean, our revenue kind of customers are those energy raters and sustainability professionals who are 
um, doing this kind of day in, day out, but really see the rest of that user base of our community as super important designers, builders, all of these guys are key decision makers in sustainable design. And so for them to be interacting with us is really important. And we're trying to kind of make that yeah, much more of a collaborative process where everybody is working on Hero together. Yeah. And do you sort of just teach them what it all means, what the numbers mean, how to sort of tweak things? The primary base of this is a kind of government compliance mechanism where the government's saying every home needs to achieve some kind of minimum compliance, right? Mm. And so, and that is trying to use a metric of how much heating and cooling energy a house needs to remain comfortable, and so it assumes that you're, you know, making a whole bunch of assumptions of how you're going to run your house. Uh, you know, you're going to air condition to 24 in summer and 20 in winter and different different assumptions like that. And so the simulation is based on that kind of apples versus apples comparison. We get back all of the heating and cooling energy of the each room in the house, how much energy that one's going to use, you know, is the kitchen really, really hot? or the bedroom, different rooms might not be um, the same kind of performance. And we accumulate all of those numbers, how much heating and cooling that whole house is going to be using, and then so that there's some kind of easy-to-understand metric that total heating and cooling is relayed to a star rating. And in Australia, you need a six-star energy rating, and there's some construction changes coming uh, next year that's going to move to seven star for half of the states in Australia at least and so just something that you can understand some kind of zero to ten star scale uh, but it's based on heating and cooling expected demand for your house as a kind of proxy for how well your house is going to perform in terms of comfort and And what's zero and what's ten represent? In their scheme they said ten is meant to represent a home that doesn't require heating cooling there's little bit of a kind of asterisk on on that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Zero star, something that's performing super terribly. So every new home's kind of trying to aim for this six star or above, up to 10. You know, you can get, obviously go beyond. This is a minimum requirement. There's a lot better you can do. And we're always encouraging people to explore that. Down towards, you know, zero, one, two stars is um, a lot of our existing home stock. Mm-hmm. So 40-year-old homes, a lot of them, if you put them into Hero, will be one star. In terms of what's kind of available for you to improve in your home for improving these star ratings, typically, yeah, the design, the passive design of your home, your materials, like how concrete operates differently to, say, a timber floor or something like that. Why? Thermal mass? Uh, yeah, the thermal we, mass. We have I, a running joke about thermal mass. Everyone's talking about thermal mass. Thermal mass. <laughs> yeah, sure. Look, and it works. You know, like where it works, it works. Like I'm, I'm in Mullaney, Sunshine Coast, Interland, where it cools off every night. And so we've got a double brick house and it's perfect. It's so good. We never need air conditioning and we're up in Queensland. Turned our aircon on two times in five years kind of thing because that thermal mass is soaking up all of that excess sun uh, during the day when it's hot and so it's still feeling cool inside and then later at night it's cooling off all of that extra energy in that concrete and brick slowly dissipating out to the environment. But it doesn't always work, you know, if you've been in a concrete block, you know, apartment building and it's, you know, you're sleeping there and you can feel the walls radiating out at you while you're trying to sleep. Every one of these passive design strategies has its place. Um, That's why you need tools like Hero. That's why you need professionals who are focused on this, I suppose. 
But to be fair, you know, a lot of architects and designers are obviously aware of these kind of things. Uh, taught a lot of this. Uh, I suppose they're busy people, though, with covering so many aspects of a building that, you know, uh, someone really championing this in the process is, is really important. So we've got these industry experts who have access to your software. What about the homeowner? Can they have access to the data? Not particularly, no. And that's something we were really trying to solve. Definitely a big one for me is of this collaboration. And it's because... They're, they're one of the biggest goal setters of, you know, what do you want to get out of this job? And if we can bring them into the picture, they're not in this process a lot at the moment in terms of this energy rating. They're going to get a certificate at the end and they say, okay. What does it mean? What does that mean? Ooh, and I never, you know, I never got to say anything to yeah. that person. You know, I wanted them to tell me whether I had a few questions or something, you know, can we do this? Can we do that? And, and to be fair, that's, that's everyone in this process, like the builders and the designers. It's a very segregated process. So what we're working on right now at Hero is really trying to make this into a more collaborative platform. We really see that as key because, yeah, put the right information in front of the right people who can make the right decisions. Um, yeah, so homeowners are a key one because, one, they set the goals, mm-hmm. the goalposts, like, I want, I want it to be, you know, that. Or you can take them further in that journey, I think is, you know, also really important and possible. So bringing them into the tool and into this kind of um, process is is super important. That's probably the way of the future, really, giving the power to the people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a focus on, it's a probably kind of feel after just listening to me for 10 minutes, but it's a, a complex kind of engineering style craft and we need to dumb it down. Not dumb it down, but make Simplify it easier it. to understand. Yeah, exactly. So that everybody can be discussing it. Part it's, of the process. It, the, the whole concept of passive design or sustainable design is not rocket science, but when we start doing modelling and this process and regulation and everything like that, it starts to get a bit overwhelming. Um, and so, yeah, look, this is part of our, what we feel is our mission. Yeah, how can we create something simpler that is behind the scenes quite complex? Do you ever go to a building and then think, like, do you sort of try and guess what energy rating it'll be, like what star, and then you're totally off? Or you'd like, <laughs> it's like you look at it and you go, oh, that's, you know, whatever, and then it ends up being two or vice versa. Yeah, look, I think, you know, and that you're kind of touching on something that's interesting is of the disconnect. So we do these energy ratings on the design. Mm. It's not what's built. It's not what you live in. It's a predictive rating at the design stage. Yeah. Uh, your questions are kind of touching on where my head's at too, is again, just like we're working on this kind of collaborative piece, it's also about trying to connect the project lifecycle. So we're going from looking at it just at the design stage. We need to start then following into the building process and making sure that what you actually said you were going to do at that design stage is what gets built. And then when the people move in, that it is performing to what you kind of predicted. You know, there has been some studies on, you know, how well these star ratings actually predict what's happening. And a lot of the time it's it's pretty good for what, for what it's predicting, which is pretty random and pretty influenced by, you know, you and your house and how you operate, you know, how you live, you know, whether you ever open the windows or, you know, turn your AC down to 18. Yeah, so linking to that actual build outcome is really important and, um, again, something we're really keen on uh, exploring. I suppose if you give, like going back a couple of steps, if you give the homeowner information, the software itself is a really great tool where they could assess cost versus benefit on a range of things. So you don't think about it, but... Ventilation is a passive house concept. 
In some climate zones, it has a bigger benefit than others. In the climate zones that it does have a big benefit, changing the location of a window and making it more openable could have a big outcome. And it's next to nothing mm, in cost. Yeah. By asking that question and being able to model it quickly and, and the results coming back, mm. you're like, oh, that's oh. a great outcome. We've all lived in a, a house or have been in a house where it's extremely comfortable and it's cold outside. And you walk in, you're like, oh, it's really nice in here. It's more than just, oh, it's built a certain way or it's orientated a certain way. It's a material, it's location of things. Software enables you to ask these questions to get quick answers that can then allow you to say, hey, can I afford that or not? And even prioritise a list of optimizations in your design based on budget, based on anything else. Yeah. And and this is the key role of a software that goes to the next level, mm. which Hero does, mm. and take it to another level where they then pass that information on to the key decision maker yeah. and everyone else surrounding yeah. them, to supporting them to design and build the house, then it's quite clear to see that you actually end up with something that you've maximised your budget as best you can, whatever that budget is, to get really the best outcome you could have. Being in a network that is knowledgeable goes a long way. Getting the software involved as early as you can, even at like concept stage, gets you a lot, like even further, and you're pretty close to the pin. Yep. Yeah. So what are the main points do you think to take away for our listeners? Getting in early and setting some initial goals is really good. Clients and designers and stuff will set goals. That sustainability professional can be like, yeah, that's cool, but let's set a few stretch goals here too because you'll be surprised sometimes how easy it is if you set them at the start that your process will flow towards those stretch goals. So, you know, we used to set a net zero emission kind of goal as a kind of stretch goal on all of our jobs. And you'd be surprised at how easy that can sometimes be when you've kept it in mind, that whole process of designing, uh, it kind of falls out the end. Um, a big one, and this is kind of a little bit outside of our, the whole scheme that we work with in NATOs, is embodied emissions of the home. So the materials that you build your home with have energy to create them and we call this embodied emissions. I feel like in the next few years this is going to become much more mainstream discussion point, probably even make it into the regulatory schemes. Um, but as we design more energy efficient homes and it uses less energy, the energy to build that home starts becoming a bigger part of the impact, the environmental impact. Um, so that's starting to be a, a key feature and it's something that we're working on to be able to calculate and show and show, you know, differences between different types of concrete or brick or, you know, the materials that make up the home. also feel like build quality is something that we don't talk about much in, in terms of a design rating, just assumes everything's kind of built perfectly. Uh, there's a whole bunch of building science around how the components of a home get built well to be able to stand the test of time. And, you know, it's no point building an energy efficient home if it's rotting in 20 years and you pull it down and build it all over again. So is this building science, is this kind of sub-industry of people looking at how energy efficiency interfaces with resilience and mould and condensation and quite complex kind of area of science, but it's starting to flow into Australian kind of built industry. That's a really interesting kind of part of it. And that's kind of getting new professionals engaged in this process, like the builders and the suppliers and manufacturers are starting to become more important in that story. And I mean, personally, there's always been this aspect of yeah, just why are we doing it? It's for people. 
and planet. You know, it's for us. We want our homes to be lovely and nice for ourselves and our families, but we're also living on this beautiful planet and that's the thing that inspires me, the beautiful world that we live in, doing it a bit beyond, you know, our individual uh, needs. You know, there is a greater uh, aspect to all of this and we can kind of consider it in that process. Mm. Beautiful. Well put. Well, well said, put. Nick. Thank you for your time. The passions, like, I just know, just really overwhelming. Yeah, the end bit. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that was good. Oh, nice. that was, Thank you. That was podcast gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Sustain a Bible. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Click on the links for more information on the topics we've discussed today.